0: Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. Hey guys, and welcome to the very final episode of 2021. Uh, Before we get stuck into the Q and A today on the podcast. I just wanted to start off the episode by um, showing my gratitude for absolutely everyone who has tuned into any episodes in 2021 and and the years prior. You know, the show started in 2016 and ever since starting the Fitness and Lifestyle podcast, it's become... Um, a serious passion of mine um and i've been very fortunate to get a lot of support since i started it and um it's allowed me to to meet some really incredible people and also connect with a lot of people who have tuned into the show which is awesome um allowed me to help more people which which is my purpose um and, yeah, I just, I just really appreciate it. It's been such a fun journey. We've put out at least one episode every single week since 2016. Um, obviously, this year we've kind of bumped up to two episodes a week when we do guest episodes as well. So we've got some really interesting and um, and exciting interviews for 2022 already lined up, uh, but I wanted to finish this year off with a bit of a QA. and a am taking... Uh, you know, between five to 10 different questions that I'll answer on today's episode. Um, and there's also a couple of questions in here as well that I've picked out uh, from people who have sent through audio messages um, to Danny at DannyKennedyFitness.com. <clears throat> so uh, we, I'll actually play those on this episode. Um, so for everyone who sent in their questions, thank you. Um, like I said, I, I couldn't pick all of them, but I've picked a few and then also picked a few out of our uh, Instagram Q&A. I put on my story as well, so we'll get stuck into this episode. But yeah, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who has tuned in this year. Um, if this is your first episode that you've listened to, feel free to go back through and have a listen to any of the the past episodes. Like I said, there's just some really incredible people that have been on the show, which I'm super fortunate um, to have had. And you know, it's particularly over the last couple of years where we've been going through. You know, COVID lockdowns and and whatnot, I think um, podcasting for me anyway, listening to other people's podcasts has been a a game changer in terms of being able to stay super positive and and keep my mind busy and active um, when we've been in lockdowns and whatnot. So hopefully the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast has been able to do that for you in some way or another. Uh, If you've enjoyed the show and you enjoyed today's episode, I'd love for you to share it for me just to finish the year off with a bang. And as I said, we'll be back next week with the very first episode of 2022 and some really exciting ones to get through uh, next year. So we'll get stuck into the Q&A. So the first question here is how affected will your training be if you don't hit your macros or train for a couple of weeks? Now, this is a really good question, something that I used to struggle with a lot when I was younger um, and less experienced and didn't have the the education or the the knowledge around training and nutrition. Um, I used to get really stressed out and anxious um, about missing training you know not eating very well for a day here and there or for a week if you're going on holidays and you know obviously this time of the year a lot of people are a little bit more relaxed and probably not in in control of their training and nutrition as much as what they would be throughout the year Um, hopefully you've taken away plenty of tools from this show to be able to keep things under control and still be able to enjoy yourself but you know, shit happens. If if you're injured, if you're sick, if you're if you're just going away, you want to have a bit of a break and and you slip <laughs> a little bit. Sorry, uh, slip a little bit with your your macros, or you don't get a chance to train. Um, mentally, it can be quite uh, an anxious time if you're worried about whether or not you're going to lose all your results and whatnot. So, I think the biggest thing um, to understand is that if you've been consistent for a long period of time, and this is why I preach consistency all the time in regards to food and training and you know aiming for a really good month and not so much a perfect week because if you're consistent over time then if you have a day off here and there if you have a week off here and there it's really not going to make too much of a difference obviously you know in the short term you may see some some changes in your body or maybe on the scales if you're weighing yourself and taking a weekly average you may see a bit of a spike if you've been overeating for a week or you may even see a drop on the scales if you haven't been training. That often happens, or if you're away on holidays. Typically, um, you know, the fat loss side of things is typically easier because your cortisol levels a little bit lower, not as stressed. Um, the inflammation's down a little bit, and you're probably doing a lot of exercise anyway in terms of walking and you know, indirect exercise. But in terms of how it'll affect um, your body, I think the biggest thing is once you've had your week, your day, whatever it is, where you have slipped up, slipped up or dropped off a bit, is to get back on track straight away. Don't try and make up for. Lost time, or try and correct the the period where you've you've slacked off. Because what happens then is you end up going in a bit of a vicious cycle. You cut your calories, you overdo it with the training side of things, and then within a week or two, you're back to square one, feeling the same way again. So, muscle memory in terms of training is a thing. It's a it's a big thing. Um, you know, it's something that I've looked into a lot in regards to how the muscles actually. Work And what happens inside the muscle cells when we do have that muscle memory, you typically, um, you know, you may go away for a while or, or, or not be able to train um, for a little bit of period of time and the first few sessions back will feel quite tough and you may feel like you've lost a bit of strength and whatnot, but it doesn't take long um, to get back to where you were because of the muscle memory. In terms of, tra- in terms of the nutrition, like I said, you may see a bit of a spike. Typically, it's just holding water, your body holding water, glycogen stores up a little bit. You may have put on a little bit of body fat. Um, very unlikely if it's only been a short period of time, but the main thing is just to get back on track because it's very easy to lose body fat if you're doing all the right things. Um, and consistency, man, consistency is the biggest thing. So if you've been c- consistent for some time now, then, you know, you're going to be able to get away with having a day off or, a week off every now and then without seeing any real significant changes, you know, negative changes um, in your body, all right? So, it's nothing to stress about. There's way more to life than having low low body fat percentage or or visible abs, but I know that is a goal for a lot of people. So, if this is you, then you've got to get back on track straight away and and not let it get to you and don't make any drastic, stupid decisions based on the fact you've had a a bit of time off. Uh, Next question is, do you have to stop all cardio to grow um, muscle successfully? Uh, the answer is no. I think there's a bit of a myth around the fact that if you're trying to build muscle mass that you can't do any cardio. That's not the case. Um, I typically do more cardio when I'm trying to build muscle mass because my calories are higher. Um, I I typically enjoy doing bits of cardio, um, specifically running and, and some high intensity interval training in the gym, such as the assault bike and battle ropes and all that type of stuff. So, it's something that I that I keep in my training pretty much year-round. Um, even when I'm trying to build muscle mass, I typically do less cardio when I'm trying to lose fat because I'm in a calorie deficit. I want to use most of my energy in the gym and not so much on cardio. Um, I can create a, a negative energy balance and a calorie deficit, mainly from my food and uh, and training in the gym and, and not necessarily having to do cardio initially. I may add it in at some point, but it's it's not that big of a, a factor a lot of the time with my fat loss phases. But the main thing with cardio and building muscle mass is you just need to be careful of two things. One is that you are actually in a calorie surplus because if you're doing a lot of energy expenditure, it's obviously going to eat into your um, positive energy balance that we need or the caloric surplus that we need to, to recover and build muscle mass and lean muscle tissue. So making sure you're eating enough is a big one. And the second thing is that if your cardio sessions are starting to affect your recovery to the point where it's affecting your strength training sessions, so you're not having it as an effective session because you're fatigued from cardio, then that's an issue. So, you know, I think there's a question in here at some point around, you know, the muscle building process and whatnot. So just keeping in mind that progressive overload is so important. And if we are unable to do that purely because of the fact that we are so fatigued from our cardio sessions, then that's it's contradicting to what our goal is. If we're trying to build muscle mass, then we shouldn't be focused on doing a shitload of cardio to lose fat because we're not trying to do two things at the same time. Um, but lastly, just in saying that, <clears throat> I'm, a, I'm a big fan of making sure you take care of your cardiovascular health. And if it's something you enjoy, then you should continue to do it regardless of what, you're, what phase you're in at that current time, as long as you're accounting for it with your calories and your recovery. So we'll move on to that next question. So how uh, how do you create an effective workout to build muscle and how often should you change it? So <clears throat> there's not specifically any exercises that are better than others, in my opinion, in regards to building muscle mass. In the end of the day, it comes down to certain movements, overloading those movements over time. So progressive overload, we know that we need to either need to do more reps, sets, weight, slower tempo, change the order of the exercise. We need to give our... Our body a reason to change so that's what progressive overload is and that's the most important thing so I typically keep the first two to three movements in my training programs the same if not very similar throughout a gaining phase and obviously just aim to progressive overload over time the the volume part or the accessory movements of my training program I change around a little bit but if you're sticking to a set training routine or, or program at the moment then anywhere between say uh, let's say four to four to six weeks or four to eight weeks is a, is a good little period there where you should you know look to maybe change things up um, after you've got through that block and you've seen some progressive overload. But it's not about shocking the muscle. It's not about doing something different every single day. It's it's about giving your body a reason to change. So putting it under under stress, putting it under load in such a way that you need to. Your body needs to adapt so you're eating enough calories you're in a calorie surplus you're recovering properly you're hydrated you're sleeping well and you're training with um you know perfect execution and perfect exercise technique then you should be seeing muscle growth over time if you are consistent okay but i and this is something that i I don't know if i've mentioned this on the show but you've got to understand that a gaining phase which is typically seen as most for most people as a, as a time to, to rest and take a bit of a break and, and back off a little bit with everything and not take it as serious, is the most important part. So when you lose fat, that's the reward. The fat loss phase is the reward for all the hard work you put in in your calorie surplus to build muscle mass. Your training should be super difficult when you are trying to, to build muscle mass. It should be super difficult at, at all times, but this is the period where we're investing in ourselves. We're investing in our body, we are, we are putting in the work and, and giving ourselves something some form of reward for when we lose the fat and we can see the changes in our body okay so make sure you're taking your your muscle growth um, make sure you make sorry make sure you, make sure you are taking your muscle growth period seriously because because um, that's where you make all the progress next question here is what is your morning uh, and afternoon routine so I've obviously been over this on on the show before, but it's a good one to bring up, um, especially as we come into the new year. So, you know, I'm recording this podcast at the moment, um, nice and early in the morning before I start my day, but uh, first thing when I get out of bed, um, I'll usually do a very quick prayer uh, in bed, then I'll jump out of bed, um, do a cold shower. Um, It's something that's been a game changer for me. After the cold shower, I'll uh, I'll usually spend between ten and twenty minutes meditating. Um, so I'll, I'll do some form of meditation um, and try and get my my mind in a good place and and just feel like that sense of gratitude and um, and and stillness and presence. Then I grab out my journal. So now I'm using the, the DK Fitness Journal, um, which is you know available on the DK Fitness Store in the show notes. Perfect for the new year. But I get out my journal. I will write down. Five small daily goals, five things I'm grateful for, um, and then just journal about anything that's on my mind at that at that moment. Um, and then as well, in the morning, I typically have um, a good amount of water, some form of caffeine. So at the moment, using um, you know using the EHP Labs Oxy Shred first thing in the morning, um, and I don't have my first meal till a little later. But that's that's the sequence I follow in the morning. If I've got time, I'll do some form of meditate, um, some form of mobility. Sorry and some form of learning. So, I try and read every single day. So, if, I, if time permits, I'll do it in the morning. Otherwise, it's, it's a little later in the day. Then the evening or afternoon um, part of my daily routine is somewhat similar. If I get time um, or if I feel the need to, I'll, I'll, I'll meditate again. Um, I'll grab the journal out and kind of go over what went well for the day and what didn't go as well and how we can fix that the following day. Um, and I just try and unwind a little bit, wear my blue light blocking glasses before bed. Um, I may do another cold shower right before bed. I usually have some form of supplementation I'll use before I sleep, um, you know, the mushroom extracts and stuff like that. If I've got some CBD, I'll, I'll use that. But um, my big emphasis goes on the morning. But typically, you know, at nighttime, I am preparing for the day um, The day after. I remember when I had David Meltzer on the show, um, whether it was earlier this year or I think it was earlier this year, uh he talked about how his morning routine starts the night before um and i really like i really liked what he said there and i took that on board so i really start to prepare myself for the following day i I make sure i know what the goals are going to be for the next morning um, what needs to be done and then we can just get up and execute without having to really think about it too much which which is something that I enjoy. What's an alternative exercise to a barbell shoulder press if causing constant neck impingement impingements? So mm-hmm. firstly, I would say that you should go and see um, some form of health uh, professional, you know, physio um, or something along those lines to, to figure out why you're getting these impingements because it's not something you want to just brush off and, and let it get worse. But um, you know, I can speak from experience in regards to the shoulder stuff. I've had plenty of issues with my um, shoulders, obviously had the shoulder reconstruction. Um, and so there's certain movements that I like to switch or I have to switch out at the moment. Um, but something that I've, two exercises that I've really enjoyed for my shoulders um, is a single arm kettlebell shoulder press with the handle facing down. So you've got to really work on stability from the scapula to allow all the stabilizers to switch on in the shoulders to press the kettlebell up above the head. It's a fantastic one. Even just um, isometric holds, trying to stabilize the kettlebell. The other one is a landmine press. So where you've got the barbell in the the torsionator thing, or even just in a corner um, against the wall. I usually, if you're just doing it against the wall, then maybe put a mat or something on the on the the wall so you don't wreck the shit out of the wall. But the uh, the single arm, single arm landmine press is a great one. Um, something I've thrown back into the rotation again recently, and um, I'm really enjoying. Uh, having it in there. So that's a that's a really good exercise to throw in if you're struggling to get up above the head without any, any issues or, or pain, um, that's for sure. <clears throat> um, next question is what keeps you motivated? Uh, so for me, it's just all about knowing my purpose. Um, I just genuinely love helping other people and it sounds super cliche, but it's just the truth. Um, obviously, helping people in, in in regards to health and fitness and the way I do that is just sharing my experiences. I don't talk about anything that I don't have experience with or that I'm not super confident in terms of my knowledge on. So I don't just relay information. I really do try and practice what I preach and and a lot of trial and error goes into making sure I can do that. Um, But yeah, for me, it's just I'm motivated by helping other people. You know, that's my purpose. But the other side of it is just being um, the very best version of myself and just you know, trying to find ways every single day to improve as a person, um, to, you know, physically challenge myself, mentally challenge myself and grow. Um, and just understanding that it, it comes down to me, you know, I've, I've always had that work ethic since, um, since I was quite young, I think. And, um, you know, had so, I've just had so many, uh, failures and things that haven't worked out over the years that it's just built up this incredible resilience where, um, it just doesn't get to me. So, you know, what motivates me is just knowing that, you know, the reason where, you know, the fact that I've even got this podcast and my business where it is and, and, and all the rest of the stuff is in uh, my life is because of the, you know, one, everything happens for a reason but two, um, because of all the work that I've put in. So, what motivates me is knowing that um, I'm in control and that um, if I'm the one who puts in the work, then then I'll see the rewards and, you know, what you put out there will come back to you. So... It's knowing that and knowing that um, that I've got an opportunity every day to, one, um, improve, but two, to be able to help other people. So by me not doing that, um, I'm doing myself and, and other people a disservice. So that's that's what motivates me every single day. A couple more questions here. Um, what have we got? Um, is it possible to add lean muscle and lose fat at the same time? So I think I may have done a full episode on this, but I always recommend choosing one goal. So if you're a complete newbie, if you're someone who's really overweight, or you are using um, you know pharmaceutical uh, drugs like performance-enhancing drugs, then it is possible to build muscle, uh, a significant amount of muscle mass, and and lose body fat at the same time. But for the majority of people who have some form of training experience and whatnot, it's it's super difficult and. If you're trying to do two goals at the one time, you're just going to end up kind of not really going anywhere. So I always recommend focusing on one or the other for the time being. It doesn't mean you need to get super overweight if you're trying to gain mass. It doesn't mean you need to lose muscle mass if you're trying to lose fat, but the focus should be on one or the other um, and you kind of transition from the two. But, um, you know, calorie deficit for fat loss, calorie surplus for, for muscle growth, your training stays very similar. Obviously, you're always trying to overload, but during a fat loss phase, it typically ends up being more of a... Uh, maintenance or you know at least trying to maintain your strength um and then just adding volume and, and whatnot as you go to increase your energy expenditure but i would always recommend trying to focus on on one uh, or the other in my opinion uh okay so a couple more and then we're going to finish the episode off with these uh these audio audio uh questions as well um so what does a VIP member get? So obviously, uh, recently I launched the the DK Fitness membership. We have uh, VIP and Platinum. So um, in the v- inside the VIP membership, it's only twenty nine dollars um, a month. It's cheap as chips, but that was the whole purpose. I wanted to help more people and make it more accessible for for everyone. So as a VIP member, you get access to the membership hub, which has. Um, all of my best content around training nutrition mobility supplementation mindfulness habit forming Um, you get access to every single one of the programs i've ever released um, all for that one price and any future programs that come out as long as you're a member you'll get access just for 29 a month Um, you know that includes the female strength and fat loss the daily workouts all of these challenges that i'm running and whatnot um, which is awesome. You get private access. Sorry, you get access to the private Facebook group. Um, obviously, direct contact with me. You get discounts in the DK Fitness store. Um, there's just so much value in there for $29. It's absolutely ridiculous, um, to be honest. But that's the VIP membership. The Platinum membership uh, is access to all the things I just discussed, um, plus weekly online check-ins with me. So that's the the one to one or the more personalised side of things and, and you know custom coaching with me um but either way you're getting incredible value um whichever one whichever one you choose there uh okay so come one more question and we'll get into these audio ones um what we got here um actually these are pretty similar let's go into the audio ones now so Um, here is our, our first question, um, here, so you can listen to this one. When do you have to deload from your workouts? All right. So, um, this is a great question here, um, by Jess and again, something I used to struggle with, but it is all about kind of listening to your body. You have to find that balance between, not overdoing it and and feeling like you need to you know be the uh the baddest motherfucker going around and and um and just train and push through absolutely any form of pain just because you want to work your ass off because that's that's gonna it's not gonna work out for you trust me i used to do that and you know that's probably half the reason why i've had so many injuries and so many uh, issues with my body over the last couple years but on the other hand as well, you don't want to just take a rest every single time you can't be bothered or you're feeling a little bit sore because that's all part of the process as well. So, um, you know, typically and and it's funny the the second uh, audio question here, I've purposely made it quite similar so I can kind of bounce off the two, but um, we'll touch on that in a second. But listening to to your body um, is a big one. So, a few signs to look for when it comes to overtraining um, or time um, for a bit of a break, which I'll touch on in a second in terms of the deload side of things. Um, but, you know, if you're getting to the point where you're consistently not motivated to train, um, if you are feeling niggly all the time in your body, you got sore spots here and there, if your sleep quality starts to drop off, if your appetite starts to drop off a little bit, if your training performance is decreasing consistently over a couple of weeks, these are all big signs that you need a bit of a break. Right, and and there's no shame in that. Um, That break could be one day, that could be a week's deload, which we'll touch on in a second. Either way, you need to listen to your body, and it is a a tough one whether you want to push or pull um, in regards to your training and and nutrition and whatnot. But there are periods where you are just going to have to, you know, knuckle down, keep your head down, and and push through those periods where, where everything feels quite tough and difficult. Um, but if it's a consistent thing where, you know, you're noticing that everything is actually on the decline, and even though you're pushing yourself and and you feel like you're mentally doing yourself a favor, but on the other hand, the results aren't showing, that's when it's time for a bit of a deload. And you'll start to learn that as you go along, and you'll get better at listening to your body and understanding when, when when's time to push, when's time to pull. So I don't know if I've really answered that question that well, but. It's kind of like a, a personal thing which, which will take time to understand um, and you'll probably go through a bit of trial and error and, and, um, and probably more error than, uh, than, than positive at the start. But that's, that's how you learn and that's how I've learned and, and it will take time. But uh, once you get that understanding, that's when, that's when you kind of know and you have that tool in your toolkit for the rest of your life. So we'll move on to this next question and we'll wrap up this last episode um, of the year. Hey Danny, my question is, when do you know if you need to push harder or if you need to actually pull the reins back? So my biggest ongoing problem is my mind is telling me I need to do one thing, whereas then my body is contradicting and telling me I need to do the complete opposite and maybe rest more or deload a little bit. How do you know what's the right thing to do when your mind and your body are telling you two different things? All right, so training deloads. Um, we've again, we've talked about this, uh, we've talked about this before, but it's a great question, um, and it can be quite confusing. So, when I get to a period where, as we've just talked about in the, the previous question, where I need a bit of a break and things need to uh, back off a little bit, I usually kind of go through a bit of a process of choosing which, which form of deload I'm going to do. So, I think there's kind of three ways to approach it. The first one is just to reduce, um, the intensity of your workouts. So, you may still do your, your normal workouts that you would normally do for a week, but you're going to reduce the weight of every single exercise by around 40%, so quite a significant drop. So if you're usually doing, say, 100 kilos on a squat, you might come out and do 60 kilos or even 50. So in terms of your central nervous system, you're giving it a good break. Um, you're still going through the motions. You're still getting the movements done and practicing the movement patterns, which is super important with strength training, but you're you're not putting your body under too much stress and load. So you're going to give yourself a bit of a break there. Option two is reducing the volume, so keeping the intensity up. So what I mean by that is if you usually do four sets of eight on a bench press at 80 kilos, then maybe you go in and you just do two sets of eight at 80 kilos and you just drop a lot of volume from the workout. So you drop a set from every exercise or two sets from every exercise and still go through so that your central nervous system is still firing. You're still putting your body under that load to keep everything firing. Um, but you're also dropping the volume right back. So your recovery is going to be much better. You're going to feel much better coming into the next week to be able to push harder again. And then the third option is to just take a complete break for the week. Now, it depends what your goal is. If you're really banged up and mentally just fried as well, then this can be a great option. Maybe you just go and play some organized sport. Maybe you do some light cardio during the week. Maybe you go um, spend a bit of time working on mobility and deep tissue massage or Pilates, yoga, whatever it is. But um, that, that's also a great way, particularly if you are just completely fried mentally, um, that's a great option as well. So look, guys, I want to say thank you for, for sending in these questions. We'll do some more of these ones, particularly the audio ones. Uh, there were some really good questions there, but those are the two that I wanted to cover today. Um, so, so we will definitely do that form of, um, episode again, Uh, but again, thank you for tuning in. Uh, thanks for listening this year and, uh, I'm looking forward to bringing you more fantastic content coming into 2022. If you've enjoyed the episode, please do share this, uh, with your friends, whether it's on social media, send them the link, just tell them about it. Um, would be fantastic. And of course, guys, if you would like to become a VIP member, um, the links are in the show notes below, uh, you you, uh you won't regret it coming into the new year as well you're gonna have access to some really awesome stuff so thanks again appreciate your support and i look forward to chatting to you again in 2022